Hello and welcome to the Agape Leaders Podcast. This week we have a chat with Dr. Greg Mays. And as you can see, for those of you who are joining us on YouTube, I am with my best friend, my brother, Dr. Michael Mays. Say hello to the people, man. Hello. Good morning. <laughs> How are you all doing today? Praise God. Amen. Well, I have been asking, hoping, praying to get my brother on this podcast. I've said this to him before. Now I'm saying it uh, publicly. He's the smartest person I know, especially when it comes to kind of family dynamics, the, the mental health field. I don't know anyone else that can put things in perspective so that now when you walk away, you, you say, okay, I, I, I feel better. I feel more in tune. I have more knowledge. So I invited him on here today. And one of the things that I want to get from you, Dr. Mays, mm -hmm. is help our listener. Somebody is listening and they love the Lord. Right. They're a Christian. Right. They saved, sanctified, sold out. They're going to heaven. But they're having some, some mental health issues and they have convinced themselves that if I'm a strong Christian, I shouldn't be having these mental health issues. How, how can you help for free? We're not paying for this, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> how can you help our listeners at least get started on the right path and give them some direction? Hey, maybe they do need to go see a counselor. So um, with anything, it's, it's all about the mind. It's how we think, and, and that's biblical, right? Um, number one, if we go to, I think it's Philippians 4, 8, God says, brothers and sisters, think on these things, right? That's the mental, that's mentally, right? He tells us right there that we have to have a mental process. We need to be thinking about things, thinking about the good, the right, the pure all the time. And so when we're having a difficult time, that's where we would want to start. Right. We want to start in changing our thinking. So as a man thinks, so as he does. So if we think differently, then we will act differently. Yeah, And that's easily said. Right. Oh, yeah. Just go ahead and just change your thinking. Mm -hmm. That's not the easiest thing to do. And so we begin to change our thinking by changing our talking. We call it self-talk. Mm -hmm. So we begin to say to ourselves, uh, Saturday Night Not Live. You remember that show? It had that. Uh, the character where he would come on and he would look in the mirror and say, oh, I'm so beautiful. I am handsome. I'm a nice guy. He, that's self-talk. That's what we're talking about. You begin to change your thinking when you change your speaking, because mm -hmm. to speak, you must think, right? You have to think about things before you can say it. Things don't just jump to you unless you think about it. It's a thought first, then it's an action, right? The action here we're talking about is self-talk. We begin to talk and say things to ourselves that are positive. Mm -hmm. And if we begin to, so if nothing else, you take that verse, Philippians 4 and 8, and you begin to say it. You just keep saying it every time. It's your mantra. Every day, think on these things. And if you keep saying it, then you're going to begin to think it. Another idea is, and you remember, Mom used to tell us what? When you get upset or you know, before you do anything, count to what? Ten. Ten. Count mm -hmm. to ten. Why? Because when you can't focus on two things at the same time, That's good. I don't care what they say about, oh, you can, uh, what is it called? Multitask. Multitask. 
Well, your brain don't really work like that. When mm -hmm. you're thinking of one thing, you're thinking of that. Now, multitasking is more of I'm doing multiple things at the same in the, in the same time period. So in that course of an hour, I'm washing clothes, I'm washing dishes. I'm doing, but when I'm washing clothes, I'm thinking about washing clothes. Right. When I'm washing dishes, I'm thinking about washing dishes. So it's the idea of how, how we think, making sure that we're thinking. And so God has given us the blueprint. He said, hey, think on these things. If, you are po if you're always thinking on positive things, then you're going to have more of a positive attitude. Now, let me say this. It does not mean that everything that happens in your life is going to be positive because that's life. Uh, things happen every day. Other people get in, our obstacles get in our way and cause us to, um, you know, influence us more than cause, influence us to do things that may not come out in the most positive way. But praise God, we can always make a change. We can turn around and we can do something different. And we always have that fallback is, is this pure? Is this honest? Is this good? What I'm about to do, is this is this really what God would want me to do, mm -hmm. right? WWJD. So it's about changing. It's about our thinking. And it's about the words that we let come out of our mouth. Praise God. Praise God. So some of the things that you said, uh, as we as we focus in on Philippians 4, 8, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you grab your Bible and go and grab that. Before he, Paul writes 8, he also talks about 6 and 7. Mm -hmm. And I want to go back to what I kind of led out with, mm -hmm. which is the Christian who's having some mental health issues. Okay. And so Paul writes, if you're anxious about anything. Mm hmm take it, you know, to the Lord in prayer. That's right. And so how do we get to that level to where we can, is, do you have any tips? You know, um, I heard you use this expression before mm -hmm. about uh, your granddaughter, my niece. You said when she floods, there's no coming back. You got to let that kind of, so how does a person bring themselves back when they, Flood when the anxiety has overtaken them, what can they do to begin, or maybe a friend to to bring them back to so that they don't start making decisions and making mistakes that they're eventually going to have to fix anyway. So anxiety is uh, just a heavier way of saying stress, mm -hmm. right? We're stressed in a moment. We're stressed in a situation. We have situational stress. And then we have those type, you know, we just have different types of stressors in our life. And the heavier the stress is, then we can turn it into an anxious moment, mm -hmm. right? And we come very, become very anxious. And so what I said earlier leads into that too. All of this happens in the six inches, as they say, mm -hmm. between your ears. Everything happens in how we think. And so again, I go back to changing how you're thinking. And so when that anxious moment comes, like you said, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm getting there. And number one, I have to use, again, what does it say? Capture every thought. That's right. And right. It's a thought. That's the key I want everyone to understand is that it's a thought. Everything starts right here. And so if we can capture it before it happens. So let's look at some situations. Um, if you're a, a family, you're a husband or you're a wife and you have kids at home and you're having a lot of stressors at the house. You're at work. You're getting off of work. Well, it starts when you get off work. Mm -hmm. All right, start preparing yourself. I'll give you an example of what I mean. Back in the day, we're talking about the uh, early 2000s, um, I would 
work at the base and I'd come home. And I knew when I came home, I was coming home to two daughters and my wife. And great, love my family, great. However, there were stressors that would happen. You know, I'd get home and maybe this happened or this didn't happen, whatever. So what I would do is I would take 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. And I would say to myself, I'd get in my car, 35, 40 minute drive, and I would start saying, today, I'm going to be patient. Mm. Today, I'm going to be patient. And the whole ride home, I'm thinking patience, 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 patience. So when I got home, I walked through the door. If, I'm not saying there was always something, but if something, I had already prepared myself. Mm. Today, I'm going to be kind. Today, I'm going to, you know, I, 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 I start thinking ahead of time because a lot of times we know the stressors are coming. Mm. We know that they're in front of us, going home, going to work dealing with a friend, whatever the case may be. We, you know, going to school, you got to take mm. some classes. We know that there are stressors in our life. And so we can prepare ourselves long before we get to the stressor. Another thing is a lot of people don't think about this, but exercising helps to mm. reduce anxiety, right? You know, getting our body the attention it needs, right? Meditation, right? If you're one of those people who likes to go sit out, my daughter, my oldest daughter enjoys sitting on the beach. That is a huge meditation time for her. And she should go as often as she can. Why? Because that is her meditation time. If you like soaking in the tub, mm. that's another big thing you can do. Reading a book. You have to be intentional about your mental health. Mm, that's good. Right? Doing the things that relax you, that calm you. Because the more often your brain is in a calm state, the quicker you can get into a calm state. It's practice, right? Right. You practice these things. You practice working on putting yourself in a calm state so that when an anxious moment comes, you process it, you move through, you get back into your calm state. But if you're so used to being anxious all the time, mm. guess what? You're going to be anxious all the time. That's good. You have to work on it. So that's, that's good. That, I hope that helps. That's, that's very helpful. You had me think of this. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Jesus is in a boat he's in the, the i think the hole or whatever the front of the boat is and a storm rises and i've heard many people preach on this part but i want to bring it uh, even closer to home for our listeners jesus is calm in the hull of the ship or wherever he is the people who are panicking are professional fishermen that's what they do. This is not the first time that they've gotten into a situation where they're going to have to get themselves out for Paris. Right. And yet they, they panicked. That's right. And the person who maybe he built a boat, your carpenter, but he certainly doesn't sell. He was calm. And it goes to what you were saying. We know Jesus is God, but Jesus was God in the flesh. So he had to respond in the Flesh never took on his deity, right? Always responded in flesh. Right, right. So that's an example. When you were saying it, right. that was with the picture that came to my mind was not only should we prepare ourselves by, you know, speaking the word over right, our lives, right. but then we we were we're reminded of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. He's asleep mm -hmm. in the midst of the storm. And can I give you another person mm -hmm. who was asleep in the midst of a storm? Mm -hmm. Jonah. Right. People forget that Jonah was asleep. Jonah knew God. Jonah knew why the storm was raging. And yep, so yep. I'm just using that to kind of, but it goes, it goes truly into what you're saying. And it leads <laughs> to that next part. 
you know, um, for us as Christians, mm. Jesus also knew who had him. That's good. Jesus also knew that he was in the hands of God mm. and that everybody around him was in the hand. I don't have to worry about this storm because I'm not done yet. Yeah. Right. Um, they were worried because they were thinking in the flesh, as you're saying. That's they were true. thinking yeah. about because they've been in storms before. They know what a storm can do. But what they what Jesus was thinking, God got this. Right. Oh, that's good. God, God got this. <laughs> right. When when we get into a storm, we get anxious and everything like that. We have to do what we really say. We say, praise God. Mm. Praise God. Well, don't just I mean, when you say praise him, that means he's in control. Right. He got this thing. That's he's good. taking care of it. A lot of times when I'm running into those stressful moments, because I have them, I mean, I'm human like the rest of right, us. Right. What calms me is I say, God got this. Mm. In my worst time, my car broke down. I ain't it's stuck in it. I didn't had this car three hundred and some thousand miles mm. on this truck. I messed it up, and so I'm getting a little stressed about. It. I need a vehicle, da, da, da. and I said, "God got this." Mm-hmm. We're looking for a car. God got this. I would get a little. It would start creeping up, and when that anxiety would start creeping up, because I I need to get another car because my wife is having to go to work. I'm having. God got this. Mm. Michael, you need to calm. God got this. He ain't going to leave you out there. He never has and he never will. It mm. don't mean it's going to be perfect. It doesn't mean it's going to be the best car, but God got this. And if we're, gonna, if we're going to believe, as mama used to say, if you're going to pray, don't worry. Right. If you're going to worry, don't pray. I like that. Mom, you say that all the time. You know, and that's the truth. If we believe and we trust in God, then in our worst times, mm. And if it works in our worst times, then we need to use it in our easiest time. But in our worst times, God got this. We begin to pray. We begin to relax. We begin to calm ourselves as best we can, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean anxiety is going to go away. It's not possible to eliminate all anxiety. It's not possible. However, it doesn't have to manage and control your life. Mm. That's that's what God does for us. That's how he, he helps us through each of our situations, right? Yeah. It, it doesn't mean it's going to just magically go away. It means he helps us through it. They, The storm only stopped when God caused us on to stop, but Jesus was sleeping. That storm would have kept raging yeah, if yeah. they hadn't have been so fearful. And Jesus would have laid right there, and he knew he would have got to the other side. That's good. I ain't worried about it. We're going to get to the other side. Right. Because what did he say? You with what? Little faith. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We would have made it, y'all. <laughs> Trust me. We would have made it across there through this yeah. storm and everything. Because guess why? I'm on the boat. That's right. That's good. That's good. I thought about something. And this is for you guys, the listeners. We get so caught up in. And something that uh, Dr. May said was, I was looking for a car. I needed a car. And I knew God had me. So watch this. This is for you who may be going through something and you're still waiting for your but God moment. It may already be upon you. In Hebrews chapter 11, it starts out, faith is the evidence of things hoped for, the certainty of things not seen, right? And the writer of Hebrews is talking about all these different great people of faith. And then around verse 37, 38, makes a turn and the turn is some people were sawed in two they were they were drugged they were killed they never experienced the i'm gonna use the blessings of god on earth yet the bible says the world was not worthy of them think about that these people were going through tough times 
And the writer of Hebrews says the world wasn't worthy of them. They too had faith. So I'm talking to you. If you have faith, you're not doubting, but things aren't turning over like you think they should. That doesn't mean that God is not at work. It just means that whatever he's doing, you don't have the capacity to fully understand it. But will you continue to trust God like Jesus in the, in the ship? He wasn't worried about it. He was asleep until they woke him up and said, Lord, don't you care? Up until that point, he wasn't worried about that storm. That storm didn't have anything on his life. And I think that's kind of what you were saying there. You know, let's don't get focused on the storm. Let's get focused on God. You know, if we believe and do not doubt. Well, let me let me turn. Well, before you go okay, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. before you go on, yeah, yeah, go I want to hit it because you brought a thought in my mind. <laughs> because we we don't think about it in mm -hmm. that in that in Hebrews eleven it begins. It says now faith. Mm. The emphasis it all depends on the emphasis in your life as you think about the faith that you have, or you think about faith. Mm -hmm. You think about those two words now faith, right? If I put the emphasis on now now faith. We're talking about in the moment. Mm. So there are times when we have to have in the moment faith. Mm. Right Ooh, now, good. I need some help, right? That's good. But if we put an emphasis on faith now, faith, mm. that means we have to sometime wait. That means God hasn't given it what you're asking for, what you're being faithful for right now. He's It's coming. You just got to keep the faith, right? So <clears throat> think about that. Now faith or now faith. It depends on where you're at. So I just want you to, you know, as you share that, that's mm. awesome. That's great word. You know what I'm saying? But we have to understand that sometimes God don't work in the right now. And sometimes he does God. work in the right now. Praise so, God. That's good. That's, that's good. That might be the teaser. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I want to turn the podcast just a little bit, not a, not a touch. We're still focusing on the Lord, but would you be willing to share with our listeners just a little bit of, Kind of your why. Why did you choose Jesus Christ? You had options. Why Christ? Hmm. You know, I've, I've been a believer all my life. And I would say what has made me stronger in it is just the truth that hmm. what he has said has been fruitful in my life. Right? Whenever... Um, I am down whenever I have been down. I've been able to trust that God would provide, that he would be there, that he loved me. <clears throat> and that is true. My faith in Jesus Christ has helped me through so much, knowing that he loved me that much, mm -hmm. knowing that love is the true, the true way of managing all my, my challenges. If I am constantly showing love, things that have happened to me, is because, you know, just going out and, and doing something because I held on to that being kind, being uh, loving, being a Christ-like, right? So we understand Christian means Christ-like. That means having the character of Christ and Christ was love. He always thought about others, right? Mm -hmm. He was always other-minded. Whenever people would ask him, try to, he would do for them more than he would do for himself. In fact, he stayed on the cross for us, not for him. He didn't stay on the cross because he wanted to stay on the cross. Remember the night before he was crying. He was like, please, Father, take this cup from me. That was that humanity coming out of him a little bit. But then his love for his father and his love for what his father loved 
And that's the key right there. I want to love like Jesus loved. I want to do for others like Jesus did for others. Not because I'm going to get something. I will because God says I will. But because that's just the way to see the smile on someone else's face, to do things. Now, that doesn't make me perfect. I have made mistakes. Mm. Trust what I'm telling you. I have had to be forgiven, heavily forgiven. Um, and so that also is another reason why I, I love the Lord, because he truly forgives and he helps others to forgive us. Right. It's easy for us to see Jesus forgiving us. But when you see another human forgiving you like Christ forgives, that's another level of forgiveness. Mm. That's another level of, level of forgiveness, right? So that that's I mean that's the simplest way I can I can give it. Um, Sixty one years mm. it would take me that long to kind of share it all because I got to <laughs> tell you every God. little thing that happened, Praise right? God. All the things yeah. that 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 God has done for me that makes me say. God is the number one. Jesus Christ is truly my savior. And he saves me every day. Praise God. So before we get out of here, I want to say to you guys, the listeners, some of you have read uh, my book, Practical Leadership, Lessons from an Average Leader. And if you have, you read chapter six, The Brother Factor. This is him. This is the man from The Brother Factor. And I share that. I've said it before. Now I'm saying it publicly. So it's going to be like 10, 20 people that hear this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Praise God. Changed my life. Praise God. Absolutely changed my life. And I want to tell you guys, if you want to say something to someone, say it. Amen. I promise you, you could be out there changing lives. Now, I want y'all to hear it firsthand from Dr. Mays. When you said it, did you have any idea the impact that your words were going to have? None whatsoever. Yeah. I, I, I felt a truth and I wanted to share with my brother what I saw, what was going on in my mind. I wanted to share that. That was really, that was really sim simply all it was. Hey, you know what? You're an awesome man. Praise You're God. an awesome man. You know, cause we don't, we got to give it now. The impetus of it is, of course, you. I've told you the story about our grandfather. And right, his, right. His so right. that is what um, influenced me to always share my heart when the moment happens versus holding it in, holding it in. And then one day I don't get a chance. To. Mm. Well, we got listeners, namely my daughter. She ain't going to let it go. What, what was the story? So do you mind oh, sharing no, a little I bit? Mind, I don't mind sharing the story. <laughs> So uh, my mother's father came to live with us. Um, we brought him up from New Orleans to Shreveport, where we lived at at the time. And hold up, I refuse to accept that. We lived in Bossier City. Correct. <laughs> my bad. We lived in Bossier City on a in a in a house on Michael Circle. Yes, we did. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, my mom needed uh, some help to take care of him to take him to the hospital one day. It was a Friday. And she couldn't get off that day. So she asked me if I would do it. No big deal. You know, it's my grandfather. I love him. So I took the day from school, drove to the hospital. And it was like he had an appointment at 8 o'clock in the morning. And we were there all day long. And right at the end of the day, um, the doctors decided they wanted to keep him overnight to do some run some tests on him. 
I'm not going to go into it, but it was a rough day. And so I um, said, okay. And they, they took him, got him into a room, went into the room and the doctors came in as we were, you know, they were getting my grandfather into the bed. Good. And I said, you know, they said, Hey, uh, we would like to talk to him and everything. And my grandfather looked at me and it was probably the most sane thing. He said it that all day. He looked at me and he said, once you go outside the hall, I want to talk to these gentlemen. I said, okay. And so I walked out, went into the hallway, doors closed. Next thing you know, after a few minutes, they, the doctors came out and they said, hey, we're going to keep him overnight. You'll be able to come back and get him and pick him up in the morning, probably around eight o'clock. So you should be straight. I said, okay, thank you so much. They walked off the hall for a split moment. I was standing there and I said, let me go in here and tell him I love him. Now nah, I'll tell him in the morning. I walked away, went on down, got in my car, drove home. Got home, you know, it's like 7.30. My mom comes home, says, hey, I want to take you out to dinner. You help me out. I really appreciate it. I said, no problem. I told her all that happened and that I'd have, we'd have to go pick her up Saturday morning. And so we go off, we go out, we eat, we come back home. I'm laying across the bed. It's about 9, 9.30 at night, and we got a phone call. My mother comes in the room and says, my grandfather passed away. Mm. And the only thing I could think of was that I did not tell him that I loved him. And I should have went in that room and told him I loved him. So I missed an opportunity. And from that moment on, I told myself I will not miss an opportunity to share with someone, especially someone I love, what I think, how I'm feeling. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, oh, you're the baddest, worst person. No, I'm talking about things of love, things of kindness, things that's going to um, build them up. Right. We think about Ephesians 4.29, let no unwholesome communication come out of your mouth. So, you know, it's always about trying to build people up. It's not about trying to tear people down. So that's the, that's my story. Wow. I never heard it like that. I knew the story and I'll, and I'll share this with you. The whole time I thought, this is the picture I always had in my mind, that he was in a waiting room with other people. You were on the other side of the waiting room and he looked at you, you know, uh, but you were leaving. And you just left, like like the explaining everything. Mm-hmm. It gives me a whole new perspective. It even makes more sense that you would do what you did. Not that it didn't make sense before, mm-hmm. but yeah, I could see that. You know, hey, he's in the bed. He's rough. He's about to go to sleep. I'll just say, you know, I'll just tell him tomorrow I love you. Mm-hmm. And so, wow, uh, that is that is something. Well, if you could find it in yourself before we get out of here. Would you give our listeners a word of encouragement? Um, I guess the one thing that I would say is in our loving God, we learn to love ourselves. And once we learn to love God and then through God ourselves, we can more learn to love and help and care for others. Mm. Life is about being other minded. That's that's what it is. It's about being other minded, thinking of other people, thinking of how to help others. And if we trust God to take care of us. Just like he took care of his son, then we can better help and take care of others. So always keep God first in your life and always strive to help other people. That's that's the that's the encouragement I have for you. Keep God first. Love others. Praise God. Well, thank you. For your time, it has been a blessing Amen. to be here. Amen. Same to me. Thank you.